Hello, and welcome to a practically perfect episode of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Catherine Weigel. I'm one of your hosts, and I've lost an imperfect 147 pounds. And with me today is... Practically perfect Donald Weigel. And I've lost a little over 100 pounds. Congratulations. You know... I'm thinking about Mary Poppins right now. Yeah. I think she set unrealistic expectations for all of us. There, I'm saying it. Oh, wow. She's to blame. <laughs> wow, the very unpopular opinion of picking on Mary Poppins. I love Mary Poppins. The unpopular Poppins? popular poppins <laughs> you know we never saw her in her own life like she was very good at intruding if i might say in other people's lives yeah but you never saw her at home dealing with her family Look, and her... for all we know she was like secret eating out of that bag of hers oh, it was a very big bag. it was a very oh big my gosh bag. she could put so many she secret snacks had, in she there. could have any number of poppins in there <laughs> <laughs> isn't poppins an english treat of some kind I don't, if you are english and you know what a poppins is, i don't know I'm it is it not up. mary poppins it sounds like it should be a treat. It should be a treat. And this is a treaty episode, oh, a treat-filled episode of We a Only treat Look for Thin. your ears. Uh, yeah. Uh, so hi and welcome, and uh, we're switching it up this week. You think you've got us Look, figured out? Listen, you do not. After 87, this is episode 88, after 88 episodes, you think you've got us figured you out, don't. don't you? We zig and we zag. Yeah. And we're about to do it, because we're starting out this week with a... Product of the week! Pow! Wow, everybody. That's surprising. And then we're going to do the heart fun? of the episode, which has something to do with perfection and procrastination. Yeah. Putting stuff off and trying to get them perfect. And then we're going to finish off with the tip of the week. Tip of the week at the end. Pow. Shocking no. twist, Oh, I everyone. said pow because I was so used to... Man. Yeah. Tau! Tau! There we go. Yeah. Yay. That's another shocking twist that we mix <laughs> up Pow and Tau all the time. No, anything. Yeah. I was listening to an episode the other day where I blamed it on spelling, uh, but it's not. That's not the problem. <laughs> I'm just a creature of habit. Um, so we are going to start off with the product, product of, of the week. The week. Pow! Pow! Donald. What is the product of the week? The product of the week is single-serving, reusable Ziploc containers. <gasps> Shocking. Bold. Yeah. There are plenty of other brands out there, but uh, we like the Ziploc ones. They're not a sponsor of the show or anything. We'd love them to be. If you're a, a representative, Mr. Ziploc. <laughs> they, they, they sell them, and they're not too expensive, and it's okay if you lose them, uh, and but they've got these like screw on lids most of them some of them are snap on yeah, snap on screw on whatever it is but i and they're just about the perfect size for like divvying up larger packages of things into a smaller package and like for things like that you don't want to get smashed also like i'll take raspberries to work sometime or something like that and like rather than put them in like a plastic baggie which also isn't uh, the most environmentally friendly thing like you stick it in the ziploc thing it keeps them from getting smashed Easy to take to work. Just put them on the food scale when I'm weighing my fruit, and uh, it makes things cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ziploc. It makes things cool. It makes things they cool. They are not uh, freezer packs. But no, I actually, I pre-track my- No, cool like Fonzie, not cool oh, like the freezer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get it. Um, so- I use them. I actually bought some yesterday. It was very exciting. Yeah. I pre-track my half and half. And who has time? There's got to be a better There's way. There's got to be a better <laughs> um, way. Nobody like, wants to weigh out their half and half every single time they no, have a but cup of coffee. Like in the morning when we uh, when we have coffee, 
Donald enjoys coffee now. He drinks it black like his soul. But I enjoy a uh, half and half creamer, <laughs> like my as soul. I've talked about. But weighing it and measuring it all at once, it actually slows down the process. Because we try to get out and active in the morning. Yeah. Um, and he gives me scornful glares I give at how you much no time. such looks. I give mm. you no such looks. Mm. I sit patiently on the couch and mess around on Instagram. He does. He does. So uh, yesterday, I had the big, bright idea of buying an eight-pack of these little Ziploc... Uh, containers. I put four of them on the scale at one time, measured out my half and half. Man. Uh, and I add a little bit of my hazelnut creamer. So it's like uh, some wonderful dream. It is. But <laughs> uh, so now I have pre tracked. I know exactly how much it is. Saves time in the morning. No more scornful glares. If you don't want a store scornful glare from Donald Weigel, buy Ziploc. I'm giving you a real <laughs> scornful glare right now. Oh, yeah, now I just like, I think most of what happens is in my Amazonasian. So, yeah, didn't we talk about that on another episode we about did. Uh, thinking somebody else's look was about you when yeah. it really wasn't? No, he's just glaring at Instagram. But it it's saved- just the look that's permanently on my face. I have resting glaring look <laughs> or something. But it has been really nice today to have half and half. I'm not fiddling with with measuring things. It was all done yesterday. So I'm thanking my my past self for getting it done. Uh, get it done like Chopin and get yourself some Ziploc individual little container deals. Ziploc individual little container deals. They get it done like Chopin. <laughs> so that's our <laughs> that's product. Of straight the week. from their website. <laughs> that is our product of the week. Pow, Pow, everybody. Product of the week to you. Product of the week to you. Man, we're diving in. Yeah. We're not. We don't have time for it's hot. We're going to say it again. It's hot. We got to get things done. Yeah, we leave the fans and the air conditioning off for you people so for, that you don't hear them you on the people. microphone. <laughs> I've listened to some podcasts that I, I am grateful that our uh, older episodes are listened to because the sound quality isn't as rich and delightful no. as it is now. No, our sound quality is rich and delightful right now. It is. If like, you're listening to this, just feel lucky that you're not listening to an old episode <laughs> there, of the show that doesn't sound people, very good. A couple of people have said like, oh, I just started listening. Like, thanks so much. And I'm like, bear with, like, I always start with the negative. I'm like, thanks for listening, but just bear with me because that one episode on secret eating, it wasn't really recorded very well. So I'm very sorry. Yeah. Like, I should just say thank you. Thank you very much, new listener. So uh, they're not going to hear this for another year because it's going to take That's something that, that we long. need to work on, accepting compliments. We do. That's not the tip of the week. Uh, but we're going to get on to uh, being practically perfect in every way, like Mary Poppins and the unrealistic expectations set by that delightful flying woman with an umbrella. With some sort of bird head on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a parrot, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so I... Uh, here is my decree. <laughs> <laughs> The mayor of Munchkin City has a decree. The queen of weight loss has a decree. (laughs) The edict of Weigel. Um, So I think, uh, and settle settle in, here we go. I think perfectionism is a form of procrastination. Whoa. Whoa. It is. Things got real deep real quick. It did. In uh, the book, The Diet Fix, that we're reading in Wolt Place, W-O-L-T Place. W-O-L-T. The place for smooth jams and accountability. W-O-L-T for new listeners stands for We Only Look Thin. Yeah, my mom didn't know what Wolt No, meant. my parents couldn't figure it out either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, if you're Catherine's mom or my parents, Wolt means double, it stands for We Only Look Thin. Yeah, so... Um, 
in the book The Diet Fix by Dr. Yoni Friedhoff, he talks about the fallacy of perfectionism and the idea that you have to be practically perfect or else you'll never lose weight. And I never lost weight because I tried to be perfect. There, no. I turned it around. Yeah. I felt like if I was non-compliant with a plan that I had to start over from scratch or just quit altogether and wring my fists uh, at the air. Uh, Mary Poppins flying over because she was perfect. And yeah. I obviously was not good enough to be perfect. Many, many times in my life, and I still struggle this, with this with non-weight loss things. I say to myself, if I can't do it perfectly, then I shouldn't do it at all. Or, you know, maybe I don't even put it in those words, but I think like if, if it's not the perfect moment or the perfect time and I don't have all the free time in the world, then why should I do anything? And and uh, it's it's really not a way to get things done. Yeah. One analogy that I've heard before, um, I'll just say it was from the interwebs uh, because that's probably where it was from. Yeah. But if you're climbing a mountain and you, you stumble and you fall back five paces, you don't go back down to the bottom of the hill and start completely over. You just pick up where you where you left off. You... You fall down, you get back up again, like Chumbawamba does. <laughs> um, we had an episode of the show called the Chumbawamba episode. But you don't. I think that quote was was James Clear, by the way. Was it? I think. I don't know. So many people it say it. Been, it's hackneyed. Yeah, it's it, a hackneyed. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anyone repeat that quote? It's been used so often. But you know, there are so many things. If you're, you know, if if you're making a salad and you, you know, chop too much lettuce into the bowl, you don't just throw away the entire bowl of lettuce and buy a new head of lettuce and then start chopping over. I do. Again. I throw away the lettuce, the bowl, the counter, all of it. <laughs> it's goes like right in the trash. It's like the anal retentive chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you don't start over from scratch. If you get a D on a test, you don't quit the class and start again next semester. You learn from your mistake and you move forward from it. Did you quit a class? Because I you was got a just D? gonna say I I would I would quit a class. Oh, you're sad. I've already done that. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> but so um so James Clear says discounting everything you've accomplished because of one imperfection leads perfectionists to write offs thinking that one solitary misstep means that the rest of the day is shot. So why not write it off further with highly indulgent binges? Why not? Just get it over with, right? I know, and I've done that many, many times. Yeah. And it's still a struggle not to do that sometimes. But we think that if we're not perfect, that we can't do anything. And so we're actually uh, invoking something else we learned from the interweb. Good, better, best. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So in our lives, there are like perfect, like perfectionism is like the perfect day. Yeah. We, All- we imagine our perfect selves, uh, the self who, you know, gets up two hours before work and exercises for those two hours and then gets to work on time and You've already like pre-packaged and pre-planned all of your meals for the week on the weekend. You did all your grocery shopping. You cooked everything from scratch. You have it all pre-portioned out. It's just ready to grab and go when you go to work and you stick a hundred percent to the to your plan and there's no curveballs thrown to you. And you, and that happens for like six months every day straight and you've yeah. lost all your weight and it's perfect. And shows like The Biggest Loser... Guess what? That doesn't that happen. That doesn't happen. I don't but think anyone has done that. Shows like The Biggest Loser make us think that 
you have to have a perfect path with no obstructions, no family drama, you know, like you've yeah, got... Yeah, you have to spend six weeks locked in a house with no work and nothing to distract you and, you know, a personal trainer there and somebody making your meals for you in order to lose the weight. And, well, you know, it's an unrealistic picture of what needs to happen and what is even, you know, reasonable to happen. Yeah, I mean, and we talk about starting where you are. And I think so many of us get discouraged when we see someone else making progress. Or even if we read a book or f- start some new meal plan like the Whole30 or something like that, and compliance is mandatory. If you're diverging at all, you're not doing it the right way. And we feel like failures because we expect this like perfect combination of, you know, like Donald said, getting up early, making everything from scratch, pre-planning anything, not, you know, not having a donut bringer at work, you know, distract you from your goals. And we get really frustrated with ourselves for not being compliant, for not having the willpower magically to go from our actual selves to our our ideal selves. Yeah. So what we're suggesting is instead of doing whole 30, just do three quarter 30 (laughs) or even half 30 if that's all you can manage. Half 30. So we um and i've i've heard about this other places but the idea of a good day a better day and a best day a good day is kind of your baseline and and i guess this is where we're getting started a good day is like up level leveling up from where you currently are yeah. like before we started podcasting i mean today not in the world but <laughs> like when i started at 250 pounds my average day was out of bed late, drive our daughter to school the quarter mile, yeah. eat takeout, you know, go to the donut shop, um, get takeout at night, drive, you know, to pick her up the quarter of a mile at daycare, sit on the couch, watch TV, go to bed late. Like that was my, that was like a a normal average day. Yeah. And, you know, not you know, pretending that I cared about what I ate while just basically eating whatever I wanted all day long and like thinking to myself like, oh, I really shouldn't have that third donut and then having it anyway. Yeah, why not? Just agonizing over it and, you know, beating myself up about it all the time. But in, you know, when I was finally at my pit of despair, not being able to fit into my size 22 jeans, I sort of I had this moment where I was like I cannot expect perfection. I have quit lo- trying to lose weight 20 times. I have tried those perfect plans and I just knew this time I couldn't be perfect. I just needed to be better than I was today. And even better, she wasn't expecting me to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> she lowered her standards tremendously no. and married me. But so when when I started, you know, I don't even know how many calories I was eating a day. Yeah. And so I just decided that I needed to start tracking. I didn't need to do the 1,200 calorie a day starvation, but I just needed to be better than I was today. And and, and I actually did start tracking, and I was well over 4,000 at the beginning, mm -hmm. and I had no idea it was that high. Like, I really thought I was eating the same as everybody else was. Right. So when I started, I didn't plan for the best day. I didn't plan for this perfect new plan. I just said, what can I do today? So a good day for me was just tracking my food. That was it. Like it wasn't a huge judgment. It wasn't, you know, meals from scratch. It wasn't recipes. It was just, okay, I'm eating a lean cuisine. I'm going to have a sandwich 
and just tracking those goals. And that's how I started too. I mean, it was just trying to figure out where I was and just tracking my food to get a baseline of of what I was actually eating. And then I decided to, once I figured out I was over 4,000 calories a day, I just decided to see if I could stick to 3,500 a day. And 3,500 right now in my life feels like an insane amount of calories in one day. But you know, for me at that point, that was a good day. It was like sticking to 3,500. Right. So there's a good day, a better day, which is sort of your aspirational day. And then there's a best day, which is the, you know, the sun, moon, and stars align. And those days for us are few and far between. Yeah, I mean, I lost over 100 pounds by having very few, like, best days, you know, in air quotes. You know, most of my days were either good or, or better, like somewhere in the the, you know, but much better than they were before when I was at my heaviest. Right. So a good day when I started focusing was tracking my calories. It was walking our daughter to school, the 10 minute walk there and back. It was, you know, monitoring what I was eating and just deciding, you know, to, to stay within my calorie goal. It wasn't, like I said, big meal planning, big ideas. It was just kind of my baseline. But that baseline improved over time. Yeah. A better day was then walking our daughter to school, maybe having an actual salad instead of a frozen meal, walking to Rite Aid instead of driving, and then building on those, like those baby steps of, you know, from our step episode, you know, adding more steps throughout the day. It wasn't joining a gym. It wasn't doing CrossFit. It wasn't, you know, planning for a, a, a marathon. It was just like, oh, you know what? I could walk to Rite Aid. I could walk to the library. I could park farther away. And that became a better day. A best day would be if Donald and I on a weekend would go for a 10,000 step walk. Like that was like the high, yeah. like achievement day. But that changes over time. Now, a, like a high achievement day is many more steps than that. But yeah, starting you know, where our, you- our kind of baseline is getting that 10,000 steps in the morning now. Right. So starting where you are and then leveling up from there. Um, one article that I found um, – uh, from a website called Handbags in the Boardroom. That's Ooh, super fun and sassy. Yeah, belong. super sassy. <laughs> so I think they're um, talking about ladies in business. We are. Uh, oh my gosh! I actually had a man tell me once that he was super. He he really supported ladies working oh, in positions man. other than secre- <laughs> like the secretary pool. He's like, you've got a lady boss. I think that's super. I'm I for one am for ladies doing things that aren't typing. Yeah, was, just just you know, woo. don't just don't say anything dude nope so um handbags in the boardroom had an article about um goal setting tips and it was specifically regarding business but we're switching it around to weight loss because really everything is weight loss business is also about weight loss (laughs) we are in the business of weight loss so she talked about sort of starting with the emotion of what your goal is. So my first emotion uh, back in 2016 was <laughs> my emotion was, please fit into your pants and don't rip them. Yeah. That was kind of my like big, that was my big fear of idea. ripping pants, fear of ripping pants. But the idea F-O-R-P. of of not being out of breath, walking up the stairs to our house, the idea of not being out of breath, walking up the steps to my car at work. Yeah. Like, my my goals were very small, but they were specific. And starting out with a goal of just being a little bit better than where you are today can really matter. It's not lofty. It's not perfection. It's just a little bit better. Um, 
you know, how good, instead of saying, I really need to lose weight, it's how good will it feel to not be out of breath? How good will it feel when I can button those up and not yeah. hold my breath? How good will it feel when I can, you know, lift myself up off the couch without aches and pains in my knees? Like, you know, the- and even like our vacation we had a couple of months ago, like how good did it feel to be able to just walk and walk and go and not be exhausted all the time? Like some of the family that we were with, you know, it, it, you know, there were, there are so many side benefits to being uh, at a healthier weight and being more in shape than I didn't, you know, than I even thought about ahead of time. For sure. Um, she also talks about sort of identifying what you want, like you said, like, Donald, like I wanted Donald to not snore anymore. I didn't want heartburn when I overate. I didn't want to feel sluggish and tired on weekends. Like those are those are non-scale goals, and they're they're so important. Like the I, you know, the number matters, but all of those non-scale penalties that I was paying back yeah. then, like so mattered to me. I had no idea how out of shape I was. I didn't realize it wasn't normal to be that exhausted all the time. Like, I think when Donald was 35, he said something like, well, when you're 35, you just want to sleep all the time. You're just tired all the time. Yeah. Yeah. A a boss that I had worked for once said something along the lines of like, you know, he woke up one day in his 30s and he was tired. And so he was still tired. So he went back to sleep for a while. and, And then he woke up and he was still tired. And so he went back to sleep for a while. And then he woke up again and he was still tired. And he's just been tired ever since. And that's kind of a funny thing to say, but I took that to heart, really. I was just like, well, I guess this is just how it's supposed to be. You're just supposed to be sleepy all the time and want to take naps every chance you get. And, you know, it turned out that's not really the, you know, the way you're supposed to be. I know. It, I, I hate to use the word normal, but. No, but I, I I used to think that, like, that imaginary force field of 40, like, oh, when you hit 40, it's all over. Like, uh, it's all goes to pot. Like, there's no turning back from there. And I was so wrong about that. Like, it is astonishing to me how much I had given up. And then I didn't give up, which is <laughs> Exactly. So what do we do to get going? I'm so glad you asked that. So, <laughs> and, and I want to predicate this by saying that when Donald and I started, we didn't know what we were doing. No. Like, this is all uh, hindsight, uh, what we've learned in the last couple of years from maintaining. Um, we actually, I had a Facebook Live in our uh, Walt accountability group uh, two weeks ago uh, where someone was talking about perfectionism. So this is kind of where it all came up. Um, and I made a, a spreadsheet. Uh, I love spreadsheets. I'm a numbers and, and grid person. Yeah. Um, I made a good, better, best spreadsheet. And this, while we were doing the live, someone said, wow, did you actually fill this out while you were losing weight? And do you actually come up with a grid of like your your choices? The answer is no. I sort of stumbled along the way. And uh, so you're learning from our uh, past mistakes and past perfection uh, tendencies. But- yeah, but now you have the benefit of, you know, everything that we learned along the way. Um, and Catherine has designed this really cool, it's a spreadsheet and at the top she's got the different kinds of days across it very questionable day questionable day good day better day and best day 
And then on the left side, going down the uh, the row, is morning routine, food choices morning, morning activity, food choices noon, beverage choices, evening activity, evening food choices, and bedtime routine. So, And if you'd like a copy of this, email us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com, and we can send it to you. Yeah, and you can come up with your own list, too. It might be overwhelming to think of an entire day. There might be two or three categories that you want to focus on to start out. Um, goodness knows knows when I started, I wasn't, you know, categorizing my activity. I was just thinking, you know what? You can walk your daughter to school. It takes the same amount of time as it does to get in the car, pull into traffic and drive away. But yeah, if the idea of filling out this entire spreadsheet is overwhelming to you, like it could be right now, this could feel like your best day activity, like to actually just (laughs) fill out the spreadsheet, but look at it fill in one box or don't even literally write it down and fill it in, but just get in your mind the idea like, okay, what can I do that's better than what I'm doing now? What would be good? And then what would be better than that? And then what would be the best thing I can do for that one activity? And and start by aiming for good. Yeah. So what I um, would think of, my questionable day was my average day in the past. My typical day, as I said, would be to hit the snooze alarm. Uh, my food choices would be to grab a bagel or five at the donut shop. <laughs> um, my activity would be to uh, park as close as I could to my office. Uh, it would be my my beverage choices would be get soda at work, get a large drink. Um, evening activity would be uh, the the laborious effort of sitting on the couch for hours and hours yeah. uh, and grazing until I went to sleep at 11 o'clock uh, while watching Seinfeld. Like, that was a typical day. Yeah. So start by thinking right now. How did you get to the way you were at? Uh, uh, it's a mystery. Yeah. But think about your typical day right now. And maybe you're at maintenance right now. Maybe you're just starting out. Wherever you are, think about your typical day. Yeah, this th- is, the scale is going to be very different different for different people you know think about where you are and think about what good better and best could be and then start with good and then when good becomes normal then move up to better and you know i frankly most of the time don't ever hit best but you know good and better are good enough it turns out right so like I said, when I started out, you just sort of heard what my typical day was. So a good day up from that would be to stick to my planned morning breakfast that I don't get at the donut shop, to walk our daughter to school instead of to drive, yeah. to have my planned frozen meal at lunchtime and a snack, to stick to water and skip the pumpkin spice latte, um, to you know, walk our daughter to school and from school in the evening, um, to stick to my planned food and indulgence at night, and to go to bed on time and not use Seinfeld as an excuse to stay up late. And (laughs) Although it is a really good excuse. But it feels unnatural at first. It feels like, oh my gosh, this isn't enough. What a boring day. Like, she just had a frozen meal. That's not a, you know, a weight loss montage montage. But then a better day after that would be to have a high protein breakfast instead of cereal that makes me snacky. Yeah. To maybe instead of just walking our daughter to school, also walk to the library, start parking farther away. At lunch, actually having a salad maybe that I made from bagged lettuce that was Ah. pre-chopped. 
to stick to having uh, just water with lemon. Like, that's a great... You put lemon in your water, you're living the dream. Yeah, that's um, your best life right there. Right. Um, to pre-track and decide what I'm going to have for dinner and pre-track my snack. Like, that's a big deal. It wasn't a great snack. You know, it wasn't, like, all homemade stuff, but I stuck to my plan. Yeah. And then maybe go to bed early. You know what's going to happen ah, on Seinfeld. You've yeah. seen the episode before. Um, and a best day would be to pre-track my entire day, decide in advance what I'm going to eat. That's bananas and crazy. Well, maybe are, I would are have Are you a eating banana, bananas banana. And, and crazy? Um, <laughs> bananas but, and gravy? But, you know, back when I started actually doing like a two-mile walk in the morning around our block, like that was a huge yeah. day. Like that, yeah, that was, was intense and insane right. and felt like, you know, we had just finished a marathon. Right. Maybe a perfect day or, you know, that that best day would be to uh, make salad for the whole week and and put it into containers. Like that's a huge deal. Is it a consi- – ask me if it's a, what I do all the time. No, it's not uh, what uh, I do uh, all uh, the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on his joke with my – stepping on my joke but like a perfect week would be to pre you know make all my salads that is not a typical week like that is not yeah. what i do all the time even now um maybe a great day would be to actually go to a yoga class or do a blog video like that's a great perfect day um meal prep for the week decide in advance what you're gonna have set yeah out like your workout. actually like you know grocery shop and cook from raw ingredients might be you know you might consider that your perfect day well and set out your work clothes for the next your workout clothes oh, like yeah. pre-track your your breakfast for the next day like that's a great day and that's not a typical day and i i remember actually when i started um just going back to the salad things those mason jar salads were very popular for a while that you see on pinterest where you load it all up and it's like beautiful and fresh i can keep that up for like a week and then the next week something happens or the lettuce goes bad and then i skip it and then i feel like a like i used to perfection feel like a failure because i wasn't keeping up with these pinterest worthy salads every day yeah sometimes you just get the bag of lettuce and that's what you got and that's fine like worrying about having the perfect week and sticking the landing every day is impractical and it is a form of procrastination because when you do that then you just want to start that next monday or the next monday or then after arbor day or then after veterans day and it is a mirage in the future we've talked about that in the last couple of episodes if you wait for that perfect week it's not going to happen so focus on the good not the perfect. Yeah, this isn't like the the Bill Murray movie Groundhog Day. Like you don't have to actually achieve, you know, in that movie he had to relive the same day. He was a terrible person at the beginning and he had to relive the same day over and over again until he lived the perfect day and then he got out of being trapped by that loop. And he learned a valuable lesson. But you don't have to live that perfect day. Like you don't have to get every single thing right just to do something, just to make the day better than what you were doing. You know, I I did this in baby steps and I still have very few perfect days and, you know, probably almost none in terms of perfect days, you know, but I still managed to lose the weight and I still managed to maintain it by being good, be, by being better than what I was before. 
Yeah, and we're not putting a value judgment on the kind of food that you're eating because when I started, it was all packaged food. It was all frozen food. I I literally had Ben and Jerry's I, I still every predominantly night. eat packaged and frozen food, really. Yeah, occasionally we'll get, like a couple weeks ago, I made like a vegetable dish to have throughout the week. And I was like, I'm amazing. I'm have a, 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 Ask I, me if I've made it again. Have you made it again? I have not made it again. See, I let you say what you were going <laughs> to yeah, say. Yeah, you, you, you threw me off by not cutting me off. I actually bought like fresh portobello mushroom yesterday but it was pre-cleaned and sliced yeah but that's great that's a better day that's a, that's a great day let's see if he than, cooks it yeah let's see if i actually cook it sorry that was negative i bet you're gonna cook it yeah i'm very excited to see what you make with it yeah um but our entire journeys and people will often say like oh well what's a what's a typical day like what do you eat what do you do it's like it is so boring i don't even want to talk about it like walking yeah. our daughter to school was not going to get me into the olympics but it was where i started now a typical day for us i mean you heard the the questionable day and now you're a bronze medal contender in the upcoming walk your kid to school Woo! category of the olympics exactly but Think about the questionable day or the current day that you're having. How can you level up? How can you make it a little bit better? How can you start being purposeful about your choices instead of just going with whim? Maybe a a typical day at work now is eating candy out of the dish every time you walk by. Maybe it's going to the kitchen and grabbing Chex Mix. Maybe it's getting that free soda. Maybe it's, you know, every time someone brings in a special whatever, that's what you have. A good day is you only have it on Fridays. Yeah. Like you only, it, you know, we talked about uh, 365 surprises. Instead of just seeing the candy dish as a mandatory pickup, you know what? I only have it on Fridays at the end of the day. Maybe that's where you're you're leveling up. It's not perfect. It's not, you know, like I never have had a sweet at work ever. <laughs> um, for some reason, you talk like this now. I don't know why you're listening to this show if you've never had a sweet ever, but... But, you know, it's being practical with your real life and real challenges and real indulgences. Like I like I said, I had Ben and Jerry's every night while I was losing weight. Yeah. But I had to plan it and I had to pre-track it and I had to make it a purposeful part of my plan, not, you know, Ben and Jerry's and takeout dinner, which we used to do all the time. Yeah. And also – Moving forward, I think the flip side of this is if you've had success, if you have made a lot of progress, if perhaps you're a maintainer, is being careful that your questionable day doesn't become your good day, that you don't backslide into the habits that you had before, which is also a big one for me. Um, it's, you know, not saying to yourself, well, this was a questionable day, but it's better than what I did when I, you know, did nothing at all. So it's still good. Well, and I and that's something we actually talked about on the Facebook Live was how can you tell the difference between showing compassion for yourself and enabling that yeah, behavior? That, that's a tough Because one. we've lost the weight and it's so easy to justify like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, throw caution to the wind, I say, and not track whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to have, you know, an indulgent thing out of the blue. And you start, you know, say you have, you know, a family crisis going on. You know what? Let's just let's have a glass glass of wine. Eh, let's have another glass of wine. Yeah. One day out of a month, eh, that's fine. Right. But suddenly it's Not a, a week later and you're still doing that. When your good day becomes like infrequent, 
and you start backsliding into those questionable days. And if you go back to episode 44, Canaries in Coal Mine, yeah. those telltale signs that you're starting to slip are huge. And when you're, um, you know, my 250-pound weight supported those habits of sitting and driving and going to bed late and indulging in every single thing that passed by, because why not? When those start becoming normal again, that's when you have to really watch that you're not backsliding. Absolutely. And, you know, I had a moment last night where I, I I ended up being very proud of myself, actually. I had a moment last night where I had had my dessert and I realized that um, I was out of calories, so to speak. And I started negotiating with myself to eat something else, to eat another treat. And then I thought about, like, how am I going to feel about myself if I do that, if I go over my calories versus how am I going to feel if I stick to my plan and stay where I was? And I ended up talking myself into not having the extra calories. And I really did. I like, I, I made those emotions real for myself. I was like, what is it going to feel like if I, if I don't stick to my plan today? And I felt pretty bad about it. And then I was like, what if I don't have these extra calories? How, how stoked am I going to be? And I felt pretty great about it. And I, I stuck with that great feeling and moved forward. And it is a sign of progress. And if you really think about like how proud of yourself you will be, how accomplished that you will feel, like a lot of times doing these things and achieving these things and sticking to the good or the better or the best, like think about how great that makes you feel. And it really can push you over the edge to keep doing it. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, I'm very proud of you. I didn't actually know that you did that last night. <laughs> I was saving it for the podcast. <laughs> oh, nice. I like it. I like it when we don't talk and we uh, spring things on one another. Yeah. But it really That's what is. what healthy marriage is all about, <laughs> springing things on one another. No, but like um, I had a really great week and then I had a very bad week that coincided with my time of the month. Um, and a couple of days ago, I had um, – a, a binge evening uh, that did not go well. Yeah. And I, I saw it coming and I let it happen. And that that feeling I felt the next morning, like the the second I opened my eyes, I was just thinking about regret. Yeah. And it's such a bummer way to start the day. Like yeah, your, for sure. your today starts with your last choice the night before. And you can recover from it. I did recover from it, and I've had some some helpful, good. Yeah, um, and and you didn't use it as an excuse to just throw away all your progress. You didn't, you know, you, you didn't get to the top of the mountain and then have one binge day and decide you were just going to go back down to the bottom because of it. No, but it's so easy to f fall victim to our victim mentalities and to say, "Well, you know what? I proved myself right. I'm never going to get this right. I'm never going to, you know, be perfect at this." and just knowing that I've lost uh, 147 pounds and Donald's lost 100 pounds and we still struggle with it, it's not like suddenly when you get to goal weight that it, you've got it all figured out and you're perfect all the time. But it's having the presence of mind to have a virtual spreadsheet in your mind that goes like, yeah. ooh, you know what? I've skipped tap dancing class five times. That's a sign that I'm yeah, that's a red flag. slipping back. You know what? I've gotten takeout three times this week. That's a red flag. Like, and calling yourself out and correcting quickly is where success comes back. Once you find you're not wearing your Fitbit, oh, 
you know, t- uh, you know what? I'll tr- I'll do it again tomorrow. Like that right. is a huge red flag. Or avoiding the scale or skipping your water. Right, et not weighing yourself. So think about in terms of good, better, best. Where are you today? What is a realistic good day for you? What days can you level up? Is it more practical on the weekend to have a better day because you have more focus and you have more time to get in your walks and you have time to plan? You know, we talked last uh, last week or the week before about the season of your life. Are things really crazy right now? What realistically can you do? Can you walk the field while your kid is at soccer practice? Can you, you know, buy bagged lettuce for the week instead of going to the farmer's market? The farmer's market would be a perfect day. Yeah, Who yeah. Who does ooh la la? Yeah, Who doesn't want to? Cleaning and washing it yourself, you know, that feels really good. But you know what? Bagged lettuce is fine. It's good. Exactly. Um Are you improving generally over time? Are you tracking? Is your good day an average day? Is it the predominance of your month? Are better days like they're in there two or three, you know, maybe twice a week? Like, that's great. That's awesome that you're doing it. Yeah. A perfect day is a unicorn that happens, you know, once or twice a month where you're super hardcore and it feels great. Yeah. Don't be unmotivated. Don't keep chasing that unicorn. Yeah, don't chase it. Don't be discouraged if you don't have too many perfect days. Like those are great when they happen. Say please and thank you, but it's not going to happen all the time. And it is okay. Don't use it as an excuse to procrastinate on what a good day can be. If you've had a tough day, keep pressing forward. Don't look back. There are more choices, more good choices to come. So I think that brings us to our... Tip of the week. Tao. Tao, everybody. Tip of the week to tip you. Tip of the week to you. So here we go with the tip at the end. We, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but we have uh, 88, 88 episodes under our belts. There are so many tips and suggestions that we are sending your way. My tip of the week is do something right now. I thought it was our tip of the week, but apparently it's Catherine's tip of the week. Do you want to re-record? <laughs> no, I'm just Our kidding. tip of the week. But we think of the perfect time to start something. Like if you're listening to this now, like, yeah, you know what? I'll try that next week. What can you do today? Yeah. What can you write down? What can you measure? What can you track? What can you pre-plan? Every single choice matters. And, you know, Grain by grain, the sand, the the beach fills with sand. Like if you just wait for the perfect time to start, it's never going to come. Don't be Mary Poppins and wait for you know the winds to blow perfectly and her yeah. to, like land on your front stoop. Like get it done. Do something now. Take that five minute walk. Throw away the rest of that donut. Pre track your dinner. Decide that you're only going to get takeout. Uh, when you get your haircut, do something purposeful, make a choice, take a stand and start getting too good. Yeah. Pick one thing and do it right now. Well, maybe it, not if you're driving right now, but otherwise do something right now. <laughs> <laughs> Practice safety. We don't want to get in trouble, but it's so easy to put off 
our choices and to wait for that better day to start that perfect time when the kids are done with things. And we talk about this all the time, but there are so many people I know who still haven't started. Like they're like, well, I'm still not sure what to do. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait for that perfect choice. Don't wait for the perfect plan. Start something now, draw a line in the sand and move forward. It matters. It matters. We still have uh, 17 weeks, 16 weeks left in the year. Like, get it done now. Do not wait for New Year. And that is my tip of the week. That is Catherine's tip of the week. It is not Donald's tip of the week. Tow. Tow to me. I'm sorry. Would you like a tip of the week? Tow, everybody. I feel bad, I should give you. <laughs> no, I think it's very funny. Oh, well, that's good. All right. Well, if you've thought this episode is funny, let us know. We're uh, part comedy, part helpful, and 100% inspirational. So, uh, And you can let us know at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And uh, also, I know I mentioned it before, but if you would like uh, an actual PDF, copy of Catherine's uh, good, better, best, questionable, very questionable spreadsheet. The question, <laughs> the spreadsheet is very questionable. Please email us. Uh, we only look thin at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at we only look thin. That's a lot of places to find. And a lot of people are saying just find us on social. Find yeah, us find social. us on the social. On social. Oh, you're on social. Snapchat? No, we're not on Snapchat. No. We're in our 40s. We don't do yeah, that. Yeah, we don't do that. We don't do TikTok. What's a even, TikTok anyway? I have anyway? no idea. I don't have time for that. I'm old. Exactly. Um, but we do have a website. We and do. you can find us at weonlylookthin.com. And you can uh, listen to episodes there while you're at work and uh, on company time. And it's pretty awesome. TikTok. Um, and you can also join us at Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place. Yeah. If you go to our website and look uh, and join our support support. Click group. on join our support group. There's that's uh, exactly more information what I there. Said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you should do. Uh, there's more information at join our support group on our uh, website, weonlylookthin.com, and there's uh, information, there's pricing, and uh, we'd love to have you. It's uh, our online support group for women, and it's awesome. It is awesome. So if you're still unclear about what is questionable, what is good, better, best, or what Mary Poppins is doing up in the sky, <laughs> just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>